With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello again from Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. This week at Redbud, we passed the halfway point in the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross season, a.k.a. the outdoors. And Feld made a big announcement. The 2020 Supercross schedule has some big changes. Most notably, Vegas is not the last round. Actually, Vegas is the penultimate round with Salt Lake City hosting the finale. St. Louis is back on the schedule. That's good news for us Midwesterners. But it's a bit odd, however, that it will be round two right after A1 in Anaheim. That's that's a lot of traveling. So the round three is back and uh, Angel Stadium for round three. And I'm, and I'm kind of reeling on – I'm scratching my head on this one. It's a lot of expense crossing the country for the teams, and I'm going to bet that I'm not the only one wondering why this happens. So we're going to invite the good folks at Feld in an upcoming program to talk about it. And uh, they're always uh, up for the call. So we'll get them on and uh, in a future program. I'm Tony Wink alongside PJ Dorn and Mark Bunnell in studio. Uh, a big get well goes out to Scott Casper as he takes the weekend off. Uh, he is uh, in the hospital, actually. He had some kind of an infection in his throat from a dental surgery. So I talked to him. He was completely looped out today on... Get well, Scotty. Yeah, so get well, Scott. Uh, other contributors include Ed Kulenkamp, Chris Bishop, and Tom Halverson. Jack and Leanne DeLeon are producing this program as we speak. PJ, we had the MotoGP. It was in Saxon Ring, Germany, and some big news from the reigning champ Johnny Ray Camp in the World Superbike. Absolutely. From the Saxon Ring, uh, more... Of the same, if you will, Mark Marquez continues to pull away in points. Uh, Vinales put in a good fight, but it was pretty clear Marquez had the race covered with Cal Crutchlow coming home third. Marquez stretches his lead over Andrea Davizioso to uh, 58 points and spreading. Moto uh, World Superbike, as it were. At Donington, big news, uh, Johnny Ray does the triple and takes over the points lead after a very interesting uh, first half of the season, uh, wherein uh, Alvaro Bautista on the factory Ducati really looked strong from jump this season. All of a sudden, uh, Mr. Consistency, the reigning world champ, it's worth mentioning, comes back and takes the points lead. We've got a battle. It's going to go all the way to the end of the season. Um, and upcoming, this next race will be this weekend, Moto America and World Superbike combined out at Laguna Seca, so we're going to have answers. Awesome. All right. On the show today, we've got some upcoming, uh, up-and-coming road racers as well as uh, a very well-seasoned road racer, Roger Lee Hayden, and uh, also Kyle Cunningham and Zach Osborne. Jack, if you will, please, let's bring up our first guest, Rockstar Energy Husqvarna factory racing team, sit out. He sat out this past weekend with a shoulder injury. Zach Osborne joins us. Hey, Zach, how's it going? Not bad, man. You? We're good here. We're uh, we're kind of bummed for you, though. You had to sit out at Redbud. Talk about your shoulder injury. Yeah, man, it was a disaster. I had a little crash on uh, Thursday afternoon at the practice track and um, separated my SC joint, which is your sternoclavicular um, uh, connection. Your, collar, your collarbone connects to your sternum. And, um, yeah, just really didn't have any 
opportunity to do any sort of therapy or make any progress. And uh, it was too um, too sore and too weak to ride on Saturday. And uh, yeah, nightmare. And, and we've, as motocrossers, a lot of us have been through shoulder injuries, but it always amazes me how fast you guys can bounce back or attempt to come back from something like that. Um, and there's really, I mean, I know there's braces out there, but none of them really work in my experience. Is there anything you can do, just tape it up, that kind of thing, and, and just try to immobilize it as much as you can? Yeah, I mean, that's what we did. Uh, just it wasn't wasn't uh, good enough on Saturday. So it is what it is. It's one of those deals, you know, you got to just kind of take it in stride and uh, keep moving forward. That's the only option. Yeah, and how are you? Fe- how are you feeling a couple days on? Uh, I mean, are you feeling progress? Yeah, for sure. It's made a a huge jump um, since Saturday, and you know, I knew on Saturday if if the crash had happened, say Monday or Tuesday, then it would have been a different situation for Saturday. But you know, being that it was three o'clock on on Thursday afternoon, it just was um, too fresh and tender to to make it happen. Yeah, I mean, you at that point you're packing your bag, getting ready to to uh, fly into uh, Chicago, or whatever, and 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 make that trip. That's that's just always a bummer. Um, but that's part of your sport, and it's you know, and, and we've seen you bounce back from uh, a lot worse. Um, so the, the the let's talk about the season prior to the injury. I mean, you've you've uh, you know we're halfway through it now. You kind of want to reflect on on the season that that. Uh, You've put in some great rides. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been awesome up to this point. You know, uh, I was not out of the top five in a single moto um, to to the point that I had to miss a race. And, um, you know, obviously I won a moto the weekend before at Southwick, and it was just, yeah, going really well. So it's, it's a huge bummer to have this injury, but at the same time we just have to um, keep pressing. What do you think about the competition this year? I mean, we we talk about that, and and we we always talk about how it seems like the level of competition rises every single year. And um, you know, we've got obviously Eli and and uh, everybody out there is extremely fast. What are your thoughts? Do you think they're they continue to get faster and faster? And and where do you see it? At what point can we just go? All right, we're gonna we're gonna the 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 talent is gonna plateau at some point. Uh, in the United States for a while, man, I, I don't know. There's a uh, an extremely fast, uh, extremely deep group of guys at the moment. You know, the front six or seven have been really, really fast, and um, I don't see a plateau. You know, as long as there's people that are pressing uh, the issue at the front and and striving for more, we're all you know. Th- there's always going to be progression. So um, for me, it's just it's it's a, a very unique and very um, let's say just awesome time to be to be a fan of the sport. It's it's just high level, and there's there's no uh, no other way to put it. Really, it really is. And and we've I mean we've been fans since childhood, and and I I really think that the I mean you can it's hard to pick one guy ever. That's you know like obviously you know there's been times when Villapoto we knew he was going to win or 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 even Dungey or Stewart or whatever over the years. And, uh, you know, way back in, like, McGrath and, and you know, th- that right now, though, I mean, I, I know Tomac's doing well and he won this past weekend, but 
I wouldn't bet against any of you top five guys, you know, it, it's, uh, or even top six guys, I should say. Um, do you, do you agree with that? I mean, it seems like there's, it's anybody's race at this point. For, for sure. I mean, uh, there's so many guys, like we, we said, it's just on uh, such a high level and, and can really win from a good start. You know, that's, that's one of the big keys right now that, um, it's probably overlooked is the start is so key. You know, there's not many, there's not many times where anyone has come from worse than say third or fourth this year to win a moto. You know, you can't start 10th and, and win motos at the moment just because the level's so high and there's just no separation from person to person, you know, the, at the front, it's just, uh, it's a really tough, tough time. So when you have a weekend like you unfortunately did this past weekend, do you, uh, I mean, did you stick around for the entire event or do you head home and try and get, get healthy? You know, that's clearly going to be a concern or do you stick around the race and try and contribute in some way for the team or I'm just curious. Uh, no, I actually, I stayed until, um, about two o'clock and, um, uh, kind of hung out, did a little bit of TV stuff before I left. And then, um, I caught my flight from South Bend at four and, um, got home later that night to, to start with the rehab and therapy on, on Sunday. So, um, kind of saved me a day, if you will. Uh, it doesn't seem like much, but over the course of a couple of weeks, it can really make a difference. When I'm in, when I have an injury, my rehab involves Ben and Jerry's or some sort of ice cream. Is that part of your program or, or not? Definitely not. It's uh, actually a time of starvation <laughs> um, <laughs> to, to try to keep the weight down and um, just, you know, not, not add any extra stress to the body and, um, uh, you know, help it as much as I can to heal. So uh, Ben and Jerry's would be nice, but not, not part of the program. How many calories do you take in when you're, when you're on the gas and you're riding a ton I'm sure you got it. You, I'm sure your 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 guy's got it down to a science. I know he does. I mean, we've talked about it. We've had him on the show. Um, what are your uh, What's your calorie intake on a regular riding day? Uh, oh man, I would say somewhere between three thousand and thirty five hundred on a on a normal day. Um, rest days are obviously a little bit less than that, but um, I gain weight super easy and. Uh, I have to be pretty pretty cautious with you know overeating and whatnot. So for me, it's, you know, just the the minimum that I can possibly sustain what I'm doing on. That is a that is a way of life that only racers really get to know about. It's <laughs> it can't be fun having to do that year round essentially because you really don't have time off, do you? No, there's not much time off to be honest. I mean, um, this year, you know. I hope to be on the, the team for the motocross the nations and that's in the end of September. So that's a whole nother month out of the season. And then monster cup, you know, two weeks later. And, um, I, yeah, I just, uh, there's, there's not much time. Like you said, it's pretty wide open. There was, there's sure been a lot of people critical of, of team USA and, uh, and you know what I'm talking about with, there's too much focus on supercross and, We've lost our edge as a, as a country, we being you guys, and it's easy for us to say we when we're sitting here on our butts watching. But um, how do you answer to that, to, to people that that have that opinion and, and think that uh, Team USA doesn't, goes into it and maybe doesn't have the shot that they used to have? Um, Man, there's so many factors to winning the race, um, and, and I get it. We did it for a long time very well, um, but – yeah, we're you know it's at a time now, like we were saying a minute ago, with ev- 
you know, not only is the, the front level high here, it's, it's high everywhere. And um, I think that that's something that's changed over the past couple of years. You know, maybe the Euros weren't quite as fast as what we were raw speed-wise, and um, we, we've always been able to get it done. But the last few years, man, you know, they've really stepped it up. You can see the racing in the GPs is incredible. And um, I just think that people underestimate a, the other riders and countries, B, the amount of strategy and luck, if you will, maybe not luck, just things going the way that you need them to go. Um, and just the overall gist of the race is, is not very simple. You know, it seems simple on paper, but when you have guys on, you know, three guys on a team that are as good as the guys are now, um, it, it's a tough race to win. Yeah, and and do you think that it? So you don't think that it has to do with the fact that uh, you guys as pros spend so much time racing Supercross? Um, yes and no, but I, I don't. I don't really. I mean, I the in my opinion, my sole opinion, the the biggest factor is that the race is so far from the end of our season. I think that that's that's the biggest thing. You know. They're racing the whole time, and, and, you know, most people would think, oh, that gives our guys a chance to recover or whatever, but the whole time that we're racing, they're racing, we're, you know, training, but it's just not quite the intensity, you know. It's, yes. just like, it's almost like trying to come back from in injury, you know. You've been practicing, and you feel good. and But it still takes three, four, five weeks get tired, to get there. You know? Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I it, it just, It's not the same. So I agree with that. So speaking of Supercross, Big announcement that uh, the cha- the schedule is quite different this year. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, it looks pretty wild. I mean, uh, I don't know um, what you know what the the factors were that went into some of the decisions, you know. But um, I mean, sure, it's a change, and change is always good. Um, you, you know, you either progress or you learn from the loss. So uh, I think that you know it'll be interesting. Yeah, I think it will too. And, and I th- the the one that's the biggest shock is that the fact that we're not racing in Vegas the last race. That's uh, that that's kind of a surprise. And then so no parties after the Vegas race. That's for the riders. That's kind of a bummer. That's going to be a different deal. And then uh, <laughs> um, the fact that St. Louis is round two for you guys in the 450 class. That's pretty wild. It's a lot of travel for teams and not to mention that January 11th the weather sucks in St. Louis. I mean it it could be yeah. decent but you know it's it's odds are it won't be. Well, it's typically yeah, odds are it's going to be cold and miserable in there and and we have had it's been towards the end of the season typically where the 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 weather can you know hopefully cooperate a little bit more and but it's I mean it was an ice skating rink on January 11th this year. I remember. So it's, yeah, uh, I, I thought that the St. Louis thing was quite strange. Um, I, like I said, you know, you never really know the factors that go into that sort of stuff. I know it's probably an insane nightmare to put something together, um, such as a schedule, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was a big surprise for me. The, the St. Louis thing was a bigger surprise. I mean, where it ends, you know, has kind of always been Vegas, but there's always been talk of it not being Vegas. I was a little bit surprised that it was Salt Lake and not New York or Foxborough, but right. um, yeah, I mean, the St. Louis thing was like, whoa, okay. You know, and, and uh, the the St. Louis thing is that the having to go from California, 
clear out to to Missouri, then back to California in the span of two three weeks. Team, man, team managers have got to be ringing, pulling well, their hair out. Well, it's the thing is, is uh, I know that there's a lot of teams that are not funded, and they they do the best they can, and and I know that there's some actually some some higher level teams, or at least they they look oh they are higher level that aren't funded right now, and there's some teams that are broke and they're going racing. This and is only making it worse. It's substantially. Hel- it's not worse. helping. Yeah. So uh, it's, it'll be interesting, but whatever, like you say, Zach Feld Feld had a reason why they did it rather than just to, they, they're not doing it just to do it. So, um, right. yeah. So what else is up? Anything good? Just healing up. Nothing new, man. Just, just plugging away, uh, trying to get this thing healed up and get back on it. Like I said, I'm really keen to, uh, make an impact here at the end of the season and hopefully get on that, that team for the motocross nations. Um, you know, I, I'm pretty much all in for that race at this point, you know, awesome. the championship is gone for me. And, um, all I can do now is, uh, try my best to be a hundred percent for the end of the season and hopefully win some more motos and a, a race and, uh, yeah, m- make it happen for team USA. I'm really, it, it m- makes me feel good as a fan, Zach, that you've, you're jacked about the motocross donations. It's good to hear a racer say this because um, sometimes uh, I think maybe they don't feel that way, and it's it's refreshing and awesome to hear that you, very fast and talented rider, are that excited about it. Yeah, well, I am. It's it's a you know it's a huge event in my mind and something that I've like as a kid. One of the very first things I can remember watching of motocross was a. Uh, um, uh, VHS actually, I know that's old. Man, you just uh, aged yourself, dude. <laughs> I know, right? A VHS of the O one Nations from St. John, uh, with Travis Rhino and um, Ricky. I think it was O one. It might have been two thousand. Um, but it was like ninety minutes. It was all three motos, and yeah, um, that I was just like, man, like you know, that was probably one of my first dreams uh, as a kid in the sport was to be on the team because I, you know, I always felt like if you had good enough, to su- a good enough success during the season to make the team, then you were doing something. So, you know, that, that's always just been, um, something that I've wanted to do. It was something that I always really, really wanted to do when I was racing in Europe, but never made the selection. And, um, yeah, when I had the chance to go to Matterly and, and represent, and now I'm in a position, you know, especially a couple of weeks ago, I was in a position to get picked again. So, I really just hope I can make it happen. Hey, uh, so you're saying you weren't at the 86 Unadilla race then? <laughs> I wasn't there. I was all, I was a couple of years from being born, but. Yeah, I know. Hey, so your training is, you know, we've always respected your training, and uh, my girlfriend and I actually comes up quite a bit. She's, like, always telling me how uh, – how well that you ride and um she thinks you look like you're 15 but you know <laughs> you know we're 50 so everybody looks 15 but um your training routine has 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 to be tough and and I think your training trainer does an excellent job and I I think with your training and your dedication I would highly be surprised if you're not picked for the team Thank you I appreciate that I actually um t- I don't remember if it was last fall or the fall before but uh myself and one of my friends went to a movie and uh, the lady carded us both for an R movie, which was 17. And I was like, yes. I'm sorry, but I'm closer to 30 than 17. And she was like, I don't care. Let me see your ID. So she ended up carding us both. It was funny. Yeah, take your folks that's in there. high get, praise right there. It's funny. Hey, man. Uh, I remember I, the, the day I turned 18, 
when I was a kid, I always liked to uh, buy a lottery ticket, uh, scratch <laughs> off. And uh, I, when I turned 18, I went to buy one because, like, that was the day, you know, I was yeah. going to, like, rock up and, and uh, buy a lottery ticket. And they were going to card me. And I was going to be like, yeah, I'm 18. What's up? And uh, they didn't card me. And I was then, devastated. Like, Then you're you mad because you didn't. Did- yeah, it next, always works out. Next way. chance, the voting booth. All right, Zach Osborne, it's always fun having you on. We appreciate it, and we'll uh, look forward to seeing you racing at Millville. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right, we're going to take a break. On the other side, we have Kyle Cunningham. This is Pit Pass. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Ken Roxon. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hey, everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard-packed supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.